Good evening, Mercy Hill students and families. Pastor Dan here. Welcome to the Edge Online Week 4. Uh, once again, I'm in an empty room and I so long and cannot wait for the day that we are meeting together again just to hang out, to talk, to see your faces, see some of you fall asleep when I'm speaking in the Edge. I miss that. So I look forward to when, uh, when I get to see that again. I, uh, uh, it's been a long time, it feels like. I miss you greatly. Uh, and can't wait to see you. I've been praying for you in this time. Hopefully, uh, and I, I believe many of you are, you're getting in the Word on your own time, that you're growing your faith. This is a perfect time for you to sort of get in the Word. I know it's just been a hard hard month or two, and for, for some it's been a very, for many of you, it's been a very hard week. A young man in our uh, community uh, named Jake Ber Berglund, who is a part of our youth group, has been battling leukemia for two years. And on uh, Easter morning, early, early that morning, Jake passed away uh, and passed into eternity. Um, and I'd like to share a couple things about Jake uh, and uh, that were special to me. And I think many of you can relate or have seen this in Jake. Jake had the gift of making you feel like you were the most important person in the room, no matter what Jake was going through. And for these past two years, he's had chemo treatments and all these things. When Jake walked up to you with a big smile and a big hug, he was asking how you were doing and, and looking out for you and not worrying about himself. And it was, it was crazy what Jake was going through, yet he was going to put you first. Uh, and that was a, just a, 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 an amazing gift that Jake had. When people would say, Jake, man, I can't understand uh, it's so unfair that you've got this awful disease. Jake's response would be, well, why, why not me? If, if, if not me, it could be somebody else. Why not me? And he would say, God has a plan, and I want to do my best with whatever, where, where, wherever this road goes. And for a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old to say this and to to speak this and to live it out in his life is incredible. There's many adults that will never reach that maturity to be able to say that. But Jake had this gift where he he embraced whatever life brought and he was going to fight with everything that he had and, and he did. He asked me last week, we had talked Thursday night a little bit with his mom and mom and she man, Jake really wanted to be bat baptized. This was before the leukemia came back and, and had talked about it. And so I talked with mom and said, listen, if, if Jake wants to be baptized, if he's up for it, if he feels strong enough, uh, we can do it in a pool or a hot tub or, or I was thinking a pool um, and I'll be glad to do it. And she said, you, you, you do that? I said, yeah, for sure. And so the next morning I got a call and asked if I could come over. So I did and they said, hey, Jake really wants to be baptized this, this morning. And we've got a friend uh, down down the road who's got a hot tub uh, that they said we could use. They're heating it up right now. Is that okay? And I was like, it's fantastic. And one thing Jake knew was this. Bat baptism wasn't going to save him. That Jake was already saved through faith in Jesus Christ alone. The completed life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That G Jesus died on the cross for his sins. And, and Jake embracing and accepting that into his life, turning from sin, turning to Christ, that's what saved him. And so Jake understood baptism wasn't going to change a thing. 
baptism was just a picture or a symbol of what Christ had already done in his life. And so Jacob was like, man, I just want to be obedient to Christ. And uh, I want the, uh, you know, he, he wanted the world to know what he believed, that, that his faith was in Christ. It wasn't in himself. That His strength was in Christ. It wasn't in himself. And um, so that morning we went to a hot tub and there's, there's moments uh, in life that are rare where it just feels like it's just a perfect moment. And it, to me, as Jake and I got in the hot tub, and as I began to talk to him, and, and we talked about what, what this meant and how the water didn't change him, that he was already changed by Christ, and he was a follower of Jesus Christ, and I was baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, it just was a perfect mo moment. And, and, and Jake wanted just to let the world know this is what I believe. And so he was baptized, and, and um, it, was, it was a beautiful thing to see it live. Uh, what's interesting in t today's world right now is because of the sheltering in, everybody's stuck at home. And, uh, and Jake, on his Instagram page, uh, I think uh, that same day, put the baptism video up. It was like two minutes long on his Instagram page. And within... Like 24 hours or 36 hours, I had like 8,000 views of it that, that that people had seen it. Just 24 hours ago, a little bit more than that, Team Jake, which is the Facebook site that has been updating people on Jake's condition and how things were going, and folks were praying for Jake through this Team Jake site on faith, faith, Facebook, uh, they loaded the, the video up a little over 24 hours ago. And just... As of even a few minutes ago, it had 132,000 views on it, which is unbelievable. And, and I'm going to ask you, would you join me in prayer? And this is the prayer, uh, that believers are encouraged, and I think they are, by their, their comments and everything. They've been so encouraged by his obedient step to Christ in being baptized. Uh, that both believers are encouraged and non-believers are intrigued. That they see this and go, hmm, what did this young man have that I don't have? Because I think many in this world need to see Jesus. Many in this world right now, they need peace in their life. Uh, Jake knew heaven was a prepared place for a prepared pe pe people. And the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jake knew this, and Jake was prepared. Jake didn't want to leave here, but he knew that if he did leave here, that God had him the whole way, that he was safe and secure, and Jake is so good now with the Father. He's redeemed. There's no more pain. There's no more tears, and though we miss him, we shall see Jake again. Can you join me uh, as we start into the message tonight just to, to pray for the Berglin family, his mom and dad and his sisters. Let's pray together. Dear God, we just pray to you uh, right now for the Berglin fam family. We thank you so much um, for the prayers of your people who have, who have been behind them for so long that have given them strength in a time when their strength has failed. They have been able to stand and move because because you have been with them, and we thank you for the prayers that have come in this, this past week, in this past month, in this past year. And God, we just ask that you continue to bless 
this family. Pour your mercy and grace and strength and peace on Anne and Mark and Gracie and Allison and everybody involved, Lord. May they feel you as, as, as being with them. May they, 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 they walk each day knowing that you have got Jake secure uh, and give them strength and, Lord, just comfort them and give them a peace that passes all understanding in this time. God, we just beg you just to continue to pour your grace and mercy out on this family. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. We're actually going to jump out of the book of Dan, Daniel, and we're going to jump into a book of Hebrews. He, Hebrews was written, uh, a lot believe it was written by Paul. Some believe that's sort of unsure, but everybody seems to agree that it's been inspired by the Holy Spirit. If we can't really nail that exactly who wrote it, it's still everybody, uh, the church fathers, everybody from the past believes this is, 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 is the Word of God. It's inspired uh, and so that's the way we're going to take it as is, it's, it's in our Bible. It's the inspired word of God. It was written to Jewish believers who were under great persecution. They were under great trial at the time. And we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. I don't have any youth or anything to, to read it. We're going to jump around on some text tonight. But if you can, uh, stand with me in honor of God's word. And uh, we're going to read this text together. Uh, and just follow, follow along with me, leaving in verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 12. I think you've probably had enough time to get there. If not, just jump in whenever you find it. Here it goes. It says, 12 verse 1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let's pray one, one more time. Dear God, we thank you so much for your word, uh, the truth that we're just going to get to look at. Uh, we thank you that we are running a race that gives you honor and glory. And um, God, you have a plan for each one of us, that you care for each one of us, that, that Jesus Christ died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sins so that we might be redeemed and walking with you. So God, if there's anyone in that, that, that hears this, this message tonight and doesn't know you, Lord, may they put their faith in Jesus Christ. May they turn from their sins and accept the sacrifice of, uh, 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 of Jesus on the cross for forgiveness of their sins. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Now, the passage starts off with therefore, right? Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. So a lot of times when you see the word therefore, you look at the text right behind it, right before it to see why it's, what it's there for. So even if we look, just look at this, and we're gonna, I'm going to breeze through this in chapter 11, beginning in verse 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put armies to flight. Look at verse 36. Others suffered, mocking and flogging, even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with a sword, they went about in skins of sheep and goats, 
destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. <sighs> so chapter 11 is a faith chapter. It talks about all these greats of the faith and uses all these Abraham, and, and then it goes in and, and, and says, I mean, I don't have time to talk about Gideon and Barak and Samson and, and David. And then it even goes on f further on those that have been tortured for their pay, faith, have, have paid a price for their, for their faith. Some were sawn in two, some were killed with the sword. These are, these are, are people of the faith. And it says this phrase, of whom the world was not worthy. Sometimes we go, God, why, why does do some of these bad things happen to such good, godly people? I think it's because sometimes God sees them and the, the world wasn't worthy to have them any longer. So he says, because of these people, because of these, these people of the faith, in, in verse 1 of chapter 12, he says, because they, therefore, because of them, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, do this. Now, the word for witnesses there is where we get the word mar 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 martyrs from. Uh, these people gave their all for God. They gave their life for God. It cost them everything. Um, whatever God calls you to do, asks you to do, uh, do you understand that people have done it before and many have lived and many have died for their faith? This isn't just believers uh, cheering us in the stands. These are ones that went out living in faith in, in God, some who gave their life, some that were tortured for their faith and now have, have passed on that that live their faith out fully. These are the people that it says, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, these are the witnesses that are cheering us on. That as you are thinking, am I in this fight all by myself? No, if you could open up a spiritual realm and see what was going on, there are battles going on against you, but there is an awesome crowd of the faithful that are cheering you on. And this is what they're cheering you on to do. Let's also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race set before us. They are cheering you on. It says right here, lay, let us lay aside every weight. About nine years ago, uh, about nine and a half, I was probably um, 25 pounds more than I am right now in weight. Uh, and I'd, I'd been that weight for for most of my my adult life from when I got married to the time when I first came here on, on staff. And uh, I could run at that point probably, I could do four miles in about 43 minutes uh, was probably my best time doing four miles. And after I began to run, and I've been running now for nine and a half years, no, it doesn't show, but I have been, um, I, I lost that 25 pounds plus and um, so now I could, I, I, I could do four miles in, in like th 34 four minutes so so I could do it in much less time why well one I'm in I'm in better shape and two I'm lighter it's, I'm, I'm running with less weight I'm carrying less weight uh, what sin is uh, the question is what sin are you holding on to you know 
we don't go to a race. If we're really in a race, we don't go with a backpack on full of our workout weights because we like to work out after we race when we want our weights nearby. We don't have a big trench coat or a big bathrobe or a like a baptism robe that sometimes we used to use in church, this big flowy thing. We don't run in big boots or sandals with no support that tend to fall off our feet. We got to stop and pick, pick, pick them up. We wear things that sort of um, that sort of fit a runner that don't burden us. And, and, and look at the text here. It says, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely. It's like, take this big robe off, this robe of sin that you, you, you hold on to and take it off and run. We, we, we wonder why we're trying to live this Christian life and we're trying to run this race so well and we can't run it well. We keep falling down. We're tripping up live because we're, we're holding on to to the sinful habits in our life and we're told to throw them off. Um, throw them off. Don't lay it down nicely to where you can pick it up again. Throw it away. Get it away from you. And then it says this, let us run with endurance the race set before us. Uh, each one of us has, has a race set before us. In the Christian life, you've got a race. Everyone, and our, our, our races don't look the same, but it requires endurance it's not a sprint it's a long endurance race the word for race here is agon the, the greek word and it doesn't infer a sprint it's it's rather a grueling painful long distance race like a marathon it's where we actually get the word agony from is this word for race like a long distance marathon race um the worst physical thing i have ever experienced uh, was 10 years ago in 2010 running the Disney Marathon, 26.2 miles. Uh, I wasn't really in shape. I hadn't lost the weight yet that, that I talked about before. I, um, I had trained a little bit, uh, and then I wasn't going to run it. And a friend of mine uh, just had a need in his life and said, hey, will you just run this race with me? I don't want to run it alone. And so I said, sure, I'll run the race, no problem. And I, I will tell you, it was the worst thing I've experienced in my entire life. I, uh, I was around 13 miles, about halfway, and I was running up this hill, and, uh, and like there weren't like huge hills in Georgia. It was a Disney mar marathon, so hills were the overpasses in between all the parks. You ran through all the parks. Woo, that's fun. In a marathon, you don't care where, where you're at. It's just awful. And so I'm, I'm, I'm running up this this sloped um, overpass that was uh, like Mount Everest to me. And I'm running and I'm giving it all. And I'm not, it's 13 something miles is, is how far I've gone. I've not walked at all. And I'm going and as I'm running up this hill with all my might, I noticed a, uh, no offense if you're this age, but like a 70 year old lady who goes walking past me. She's like well, going the same direction that I am, but she's walking faster than I'm running. And I realize that I'm running straight almost up and down because I'm too tired to think and I'm not moving forward at all. When I got to mile, so at that point I began to walk up the hills and I was much faster. At mile 16, I wanted to quit, cry, crawl, suck my thumb, call my mom, and throw my shoes in a ret retention pond I just, just passed. I, I wanted to 
throw up. I wanted to give it up. I wanted to give in. But I kept on going. And in only five and 40 minutes, I did it. I finished the, the marathon. Uh, this Christian life is not a sprint. If you try to sprint, you're going to be a flash in the pan, and then you're going to fade away, and you're not going to finish well. You're not going to run well. You're not going to finish strong. You will not get it all down, this Christian life, in a week, in a month, for a lot of us in a year. It is, it is going to be the rest of your life striving to be more and more like Jesus Christ. It's a marathon, and the word God says this, it says, throw aside every sin and weight that gets in the way, whether it's lust, whether it's pride, whether it's greed, whether it's jealousy, whether it's uh, friendships that don't give glory to God or uh, relationships uh, that are either courting or dating or talking or TikToking, I don't know what you do now in these relationships, but if it's a relationship that doesn't give God glory, if it doesn't honor purity, if it, you know, these, these things we're supposed to, supposed to throw off, you're like, well, why can't I get this right? Because you're holding on to things that don't give God honor and glory. You've got to throw them off. Verse 2 says this, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created. By, by, by Jesus all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. Jesus Christ is the founder of of our faith, and all things were created by him and for him. Do not miss that. What is your life about? It's about Jesus Christ, to give him honor and glory, because all things were created by him and for him. What should my life be about? My life should be about Jesus. It should be about giving him honor and glory. It also says that he is the perfecter of our faith, that he He did it, and he, he did it right so that we might be made righteous before God. Jesus, not only in this life, did it, he did it right. And because he did it right, his sacrifice on the cross grants us righteousness with God. He takes our sin and our debt and the wrath of God that comes from our sin, and he gives us righteousness. It's no fair. It makes no sense at all. And then it says this in, in, in verse 2, who for the joy set before him, Jesus Christ, waiting to die on the cross, it says, for the joy set before him. He looked past the cross, because he didn't look at the cross and go, yes, I am going to suffer. It's going to be painful. My mother is going to watch. I'm going to die. This is going to be great. That's not, that's sick if, if you think that's joy. He didn't see that as joy. What he saw as joy was knowing what the conclusion was. And you know what that is? It's you and I redeemed in a right relationship with God. For the joy set before him, he endures the cross, he despises the shame, and is seated right into the throne of God. The joy that he saw was God's glory in your game, believer. He, the joy that, that, that he sees right there is not that 
he sees past what it's going to cost him and he looked in to see what it was going to gain you and me. You and I are the joy he saw. You are joy. And it says he endured the cross. He endured the physical pain. He despised the shame. You know what the shame was? Jesus Christ lived a perfect life without sin. He's, he's placed as a sacrifice on the cross. And when he's on the cross, the sinless, perfect sacrifice that is righteous and good took on the sin of mankind on him. And what was good and great became despised and shame. And he became shame because he was all of a sudden sinful. Sin of mankind was laid on him. He despised the shame. But you know what? It didn't end with his death on the cross. It didn't end with him dying uh, as a sacrifice for our sins. It says on the third day he rose again. And then it ends it with a, he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Overcame, overcame death in the grave so that we could have eternal life. So what do we do? How do we, how do we live this out? <clears throat> this is what we do with the, this passage and the challenge set before us. Have courage. Have courage and quit letting fear win the day. Others have gone before you. Great, great people of faith. Some that you've only read about in books, but some that you, you have known in life. They have led the way. They have shown you how it can be done. So have courage and run the race well. That is the greatest gift that we can give to those that we love. Run the race well. Two, quit compromising. What extra weights are you carrying in your race called the Christian life? Is it... What, what, what sin clings so closely? Why is it you're going, well, I'm trying to do this, but it's just not working for me. What sin are you refusing to lay down? Is it popularity? Is it pride? Is it lust? Is it anger? Is it those friendships or those relationships, those dating relationships that we talked about? Things you know, like that have become idols that are more important to you than God is. Quit compromising. We've got to throw them off. Can we throw them off? Can this be a season in our life that we go, I'm done with it. God, I am yours with everything I have. Three, stop being lazy. Stop. We play sports. We have work. We have school online now. You watch YouTube. You watch more YouTube. You do TikTok. You play video games, you watch TV, and yet you don't have time for God. That's a problem. What are you fixing your eyes to? Because verse 2 says this, fixing, fixing, let us, uh, verse 2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. What are you, are you looking to him? Are you giving him the time that he deserves? Are you letting this word, the word of God, change your life? Run this way, race well. You've got to have courage. You've got to quit compromising. You've got to stop being lazy. It's, it, it, it says in verse 3, Consider him, Jesus, who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. 
don't don't get tired. Don't don't wear out of this. Consider what Jesus went through, and He went through to show us one to redeem us, but two to show us that you can you can honor God through the the struggle. And then look in verse twelve of chapter twelve, verse twelve. It says this: Therefore. Lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for the, for the hol, hol, holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble and by it become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. So have courage. Can, can we have courage today? That we quit compromising, quit letting sin reign in, our, in your life, walk away from it, find someone that you're accountable to, a friend that you can talk to, like really talk to and have real conversation with about where, where you're at and go, man, can you hold me accountable to get away from this? Stop being lazy. When we walk away from the sin, we better walk to Christ. We better fill whatever we're, we're leaving with, with things that honor God because if we don't, it's going to fall back into the idols of the world again. And the last thing is embrace God's call to holiness. We need to learn to embrace God's call to hope, 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 holiness. And just like the scripture said, strive for peace and holiness. Share God's grace. Stop out bitterness and flee sexual immorality. Man, let's run this race, race well. However long our race is, but it is going to be, for many, a very long race. May we run it well and may we be even prepared to run it well and quit getting caught up in all these things that make us fall down or slow us down. God, help us to be faithful to run this race well. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for the chance to talk about your word, for your truth. God, we just want you to be honored in all that we do. God, help us to run the race set before us. Help us to walk away from sin. God, may we have courage May we have courage to do whatever you call us to do and quit letting fear lead the day. May we quit compromising in our life. May we stop being lazy and may we embrace your call to holiness in our life. Give us strength. Give us courage. Help us to follow you every, every day. Give us the faith that we need. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all have a great week. Uh, I love you and I'm praying for you. Thanks.